Well, welcome to the DC Beer Show. Uh, this is Richard. I'm here with my good friend. Adam. And we're in Columbia, Maryland at a not quite open tap room for a been open for a while brew house called Reckless Ale Works. And uh, I got to tell you, the being in this space, the, the name fits fits the space. We'll talk a lot about that. Uh, I'm here with Tim Mason, who's the brewmaster, and Zach Price, the brewery manager, as well as Mike, who's the taproom manager. And we're going to talk to them about what they got going on here. Uh, some great beer. We've, we've been able to uh, sample plenty and, uh, and an amazing taproom. And uh, I'm really excited to have you guys. Tim, thank you for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for coming, guys. It's, um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Zach, thank you for awesome. being here. Mike, step up to the mic. We're, we're one mic short, so we're just going to have to trade off. You're all good. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thank so you. we know you listeners can hear uh, the brewery in the background. You're used to it. Suck it up. We'll be fine. All right. So let's get started. Um, reckless. This place is reckless. Uh, tell us a little bit. I mean, we're going to talk about all the reckless, but tell us a little bit about sort of the origin story of this brewery. There's a long one. You don't have to go all the way back. We'll talk about how you you this this brewery came about. Does OSHA uh, subscribe to your podcast? <laughs> I don't believe OSHA is listening. Okay, well, we can talk freely then. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's reckless. It's reckless. And Zach's already like, uh, uh, yeah, cut that out of the we're, yeah, we're already ready to scrap stuff from the podcast. We haven't even started. Uh, yeah, our sister company, Frisco Tap House, has been in the beer game for 15 years. Uh, and we started brewing in one of our restaurants 10 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Uh, and rebranded as we got into the distribution game and rebranded into Reckless. And are trying to carve out our piece of the craft beer market. Sweet. All right. So it's um, you guys opened officially as a brewery. In what, 2016, 2017? Uh, we'll call it a year and a half ago. Right okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and and this tap room that we're in in Columbia is not yet open to the public uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, but it is available for like reservations. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. If, uh, if you're looking to bring any kind of uh, group in, you just hit us up on our website. Uh, email me, Mike, at RecklessSales.com. Uh, we've been bringing a lot of groups in for axe throwing and uh, other wait, wait, stuff wait. here. Hold on. I want to get there. And so normally we start by talking about the brewery, the history of the brewery. We're going we're gonna to do this a little differently. Oh, and the, the thing just stopped. So, Yeah, this um, is definitely one of the most interesting tap rooms we have <laughs> it, it, it is. So I want to talk so about, we that. We're gonna talk talk about, about that real that. quick. Listeners, bear with us. You need to hear about this. Uh, so this is a tap room that uh, has it has a lot of games. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of competition in this place. It's called Reckless for a reason. But um, it's it's not the kind of games that most breweries have. Yeah, it's not well, board pool. games. There's pool. And most breweries don't even have pool. That's most true. have board games. All right, but let's talk about the elephant in the room: yes. axe throwing. <laughs> There's axe throwing here. All right, so we're just gonna, we're just going to dive right into the axe throwing real quick. Tell yeah. us about tell us about axe throwing at Reckless. Yeah, so you're right. Like you were saying, there's uh there's definitely no connect four here, right? We got uh <laughs> we got a little bit of different stuff going on. So we got five axe throwing lanes, ten targets. Um, and we've been having people in, man, and people really be seem seem to uh to be having a ball. You know, we uh we kind of created a little game um for people to come in, you know, they come in, uh we'll have groups in here. We do a quick training around, get everybody, um, you know, up to speed on how to throw the axe properly. 
Uh, that takes you into a seed round, which gives you a point ranking, which puts you into um, a, like a competition style bracket. So there's a, you know, we crown a winner. People really seem to be enjoying it. It gives everyone an opportunity to, uh, you know, talk a lot of crap to their friends at the right. office afterwards. And um, we get a lot of positive feedback. It's been going well. So this is not just like you pick up an axe and you throw it and you laugh about it. There's competition involved. There's points. This yeah. Is a, this yeah, we, is a sport. Yeah, we, when you get here, we don't hand you a hatchet and a beer. Yeah, we, um, there's, <laughs> there's, gonna, there's, there's people here. It's, it's a refereed game. Uh, we you know, make sure everybody stays safe and has a great time doing it. That's fantastic. The funny thing is I was just up in New York about a week or two ago. And for the first time, I was in a bar, and axe throwing came up on the TV. Professional, professional axe, axe throwing. Was on the TV. Yeah, there's a couple leagues, man. It's starting to gain a lot of traction. We've been seeing places pop up all over the place, so uh, we're really excited about it. Well, I just said to, to to sort of get through the the tap room piece of this that um, this looks like one of the best spaces I've ever seen uh, in a brewery environment to sort of really do a corporate type of event. Uh, or do a big party. There's so much to do. There's two pool tables. There's air hockey. There's four dart boards. There's a basketball foosball. hoop. There's foosball. There's axe throwing. Um, so this is not the kind of tap room that just comes sit around and, and get a flight and and be like, oh, I've tried these lovely beers. You know, uh, this is a this is a sporting competitive uh, party environment. Uh, and and axe throwing and beer just makes me think that it's, it's perfectly aligned with the reckless brands. So yes. Yes. That is that is really cool. It's not really reckless. It just seems reckless. Yeah, exactly. On paper, maybe a little more reckless than in actuality. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, it looks very safe. There's helmets involved. Yeah. And things. Like, there's, there's big like yellow things on the floor telling you where not to be yeah. and where to be and stuff like that. Although they did make the decision to put the basketball court in the middle of the dartboard. Can't do both. Yeah, Can't that's a one or the other type of event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you sign two waivers, then we'll let you play at the same time. Yeah. I mean, everybody's natural reaction is like, that's so dangerous. Axes and, and beers. What's that? I mean, you have a coach with you. Like, yeah. I think the biggest thing, you know, is like, we've all been to a gazillion tap rooms, like you said, with the board games, where the only thing to do is maybe watch a game that's on the TV, if there's a TV, and have a couple of beers. And we kind of flipped that and gave you plenty to do while you have some beers. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to come, like, when you guys are open and bring a bunch of people up here. Oh, definitely. We could have a blast. All right. Um, Mike, thanks for talking to us about the tap. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Really thanks for having that. me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we want to talk. move on to the, the, the usual topic uh, of, of the show. Let's talk a little bit about the beer. But, but I, I want to start with you, Tim, because you've been here about a year but you have a long, uh, storied history in the brewing industry. So tell tell us how how what what your background is and how you got uh, here to Columbia, Maryland, and at Reckless. I um, it's, it's been a fun ride. Uh, you know, just had the opportunity to follow my you know the dream. You know, what they say if you get if you're doing what you love, it's not work. Um, I don't think that's so true. It is work. <laughs> but, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you How'd know, you start? How'd you get started in, uh, in the brewing industry? I, so I started, you know, this was, you know, geez, a while ago, and I started, <laughs> called up my local brewery. You know, this I was I was living in North Jersey, New Jersey, in Fairfield, New Jersey, called Cricket Hill. Rick Reed uh, was, the, was the owner of the brewery there. And, uh, That's the brewery, goes. Yeah. And, um, you know, worked work, work for free. We did that old story, you know. And then... Uh, 
Worked for free hard enough. And hey, next thing you know, I started getting a little money. All right. All right. You know, this, this might work. And then um, kind of grew that job, changed, you know, kind of moved up to Vermont, got a job with, uh, working in Magic Hat Brewery. Cool. You know, learned a lot there, working with fermentation. Boom. You know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm in Chicago helping build the new Lagunitas Brewery. Wow. And, and that was an awesome experience. And, you know, and then um, the biggest brewery, independent brewery at the time then, uh, soon after that was Revolution. Right. In Chicago. You know, I had friends there, and they offered me a job. I couldn't refuse and learned more. And you just kept expanding, expanding, expanding. And while this was all going on, you know, I'm running around west, and all my family was out here on the east coast here. Yeah, I'd see him one day a week. Yeah. I mean, one day a year, I apologize. One day a year, One yeah. day a year, maybe wow. two days a year at Christmas. So it was time, you know, my, my nephew and my nieces are getting a little older, you know, and I'm missing the birthdays. And so it was time, you know, time to come back. And so, you know, I sent some resumes. I was looking for jobs, you know. And, you know, Zach called me and met him and Adam, you, you know, been doing it for a while doing the thing for a while you know you know you get a certain vibe when you talk to people like this could be the greatest job and you meet i can't work for that yeah yeah yeah. i can't work for that you know no way but uh you know i think i hope zach will agree with me you know we just had a good 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 vibe and uh i'd like i'd like he told me you know the plans for this brewery to come on board and help build a brand and here i've been pushing buttons and doing the craft, doing what I love. But now here, it kind of went full circle from brewing a 10-barrel system to a 250-barrel system, back down to a 7 and a 20. So it's it's just kind of cool to make a full circle and keep learning. You know, know, the best brewers in the world keep learning, you know, and – so uh, that's kind of where I am. I'm keep. I just want to keep learning and learning, and uh, it's, it's been a it's been a cool project, a good fit. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about the beers first. Okay. Now I'm drinking what's called an American Brown. Okay. That's Sounds the good. name. Yep. Talk a little bit about this because it's it's definitely brown ale, but it's not right. your typical American yeah. brown. Okay. So so um. So Zach and I, Zach will come up with me with ideas, and I'll come up with him with ideas, and we bounce them off each other. Most of every brewing here, you know, comes between me and him in one way or another. And here we go. I came with this idea saying, hey, you know, I want to do this uh, oatmeal raisin flavored brown. And he goes, yeah, I love that idea. Sounds good. We started doing it. A week later, he comes up to me. and goes, hey, "I sold all the beer. Great news! I sold all the beer." Like, whoa, whoa, I'm like, whoa, whoa! You know, uh, everything like, that the, that the manager loves to loves yeah, to say, and the brewer yeah, hates yeah, to hear. Yeah. You know, he, he's like waiting for me to give him a big hug, and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome that you did that." But uh, I don't even know what it's going to taste like. <laughs> you know, you're selling it as this oatmeal raisin cookie, but I'm not sure if it's going to taste like that cookie. So, you know, so here, it's, they make printing out, putting it in the computer. So I go, dude, it's, it's an American brown until this beer is done. And I taste it and we decide what it's going to be. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, uh, the fun and the friction between it. Zach can add a little bit to that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a mildly playful source of conflict. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like we love the craft and 
you know, everything Tim just said is a prime example of that. But we're also in the business of making money. And the best kind of beer is sold beer. <laughs> so, you know, like it gets, it's definitely a source of conflict. But all I can do is, is know that the product's going to turn out to what we want it to be. Um, cause it's already sold. So it's got to, you know, set it out the door. Yeah. And well, we were fortunate enough to get like just a few of the last glasses of it, uh, to try out. So it's clearly. Good. It's it's clearly yeah. done well, and it was awesome. delicious, by the that way. Was like, good. Delicious, you definitely yeah, cool. get the oatmeal raisin awesome. flavor. See that? It tastes like an oatmeal raisin cookie. Awesome, uh, yeah. It does. Uh, we, we want we're going with the dessert theme. We have an almond joy and a mounds, uh, imperial porter, really Baltic porter. Uh, we're putting on a tap next door if you're in the area, of Columbia, Maryland. I love almond joy, <laughs> man. All right, that's we gotta come back. We gotta come back. As we were tweaking the flavors in them, so it's a. Uh, it's an American porter conditioned on all the adjuncts for those beers. And we're tasting them like, has it sat long enough? So I tried the Almond Joy one. I'm like, yeah, I like it. It's kind of sweet. I tried the Mounds one. I'm like, this one's really good. Tim's like, I like the Almond Joy. I'm like, well, I like, I prefer Mounds. He goes, well, I prefer Almond Joy. And I'm like, well, they're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, um, when you're brewing big batches of ipas which i love that's my passion but uh just to step back and just do a fun little one-offs and you know like you said see what sticks and see what we'll put in the can next year yeah and we're already uh brainstorming for reese's pieces <laughs> uh peanut wow. butter chocolate something in addition to the the seven tanks you got you got a lot here the, right. you've got a what is a seven barrel yeah. um next door in the in the restaurant that you can experiment on, right? Yes, yeah, it's cool. And one thing is really cool. Um, Alex, the chef next door at the Rest Frisco's uh, Tap House Restaurant, he's he's been uh, helping me in the mornings, and it's cool to work with a chef. Yeah, and talk to him with flavors. And I'm, so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I want to do this oatmeal raisin cookie cocoa, and he'll be. Like, I know the right dark chocolate. I know the sweet chocolate. Uh, so it's, it's been a cool match with that that, we, that we've been you've been able to use on the seven barrel. Yeah, with seven barrels, it's it's enough beer that we can put a little bit into each of our tap houses, and then you know, so throw a small batch of sixels out to some select accounts, and then put the next beer in the tank behind it. Hmm. So we started talking about the American Brown, but there's a number of other like combination of really great traditional style beers um really good the one i'm drinking right now we'll talk about the cascade falls yeah. uh which is it, it's a pretty traditional california like pale ale style beer tell me about it absolutely um very clean uh bitter you know zach zach and uh adam were talking and zach came to me said hey you got to brew Cascade Falls. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, West Coast IPA. So, in, you know, in brewer fashion, I think I had a 4.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, and I think what we're drinking today was the 5.0. We tweaked it as we went. But, but um, you know, as uh, and I love them too. As uh, You know, when it comes to hazy IPAs, everyone loves their hops. There is a hardcore following for the people who like "Quote unquote clear beer, and uh, <laughs> clearish beer. Clearish, unfiltered. <laughs> uh, we, we don't have a filter here. Um, don't need it. So it's delicious. So um, we. So this is how what this how I came up with uh, Cascade Falls. You know, uh, I called 
one thing to you know as we're building this brand i call up a friend my good friend tom works for hophead farms give a little uh little advertisement feel free to send some hops tom. <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, tom's been great and he's been helping us in uh with contracts and we signed in they have an awesome cascade you know obviously we're putting cascade hops in uh in our cascade falls but we had their chinook which has been great and he's been able to get us other hops so that's been that's been awesome um that's been the big big success to, to a lot of our beers is getting you know the, the biggest challenge is getting consistency out of your hops and out of your your ingredients when you're a brewery coming up you know obviously you know the big brewers they all have all their contracts they get first pick and everything then right. you, you get a brewery coming up doing two thousand barrels a year you're lucky if they even talk to you you know you, you get the scraps so it, it, it's, it's a fight you know? it, but um you know we've been fighting it and uh, i think it's been paying off and the semi-bitter ipa refreshing um six and a half percent is right in the wheelhouse i think that you know the most people will like it's on the higher end but uh six and a half i you know won't won't scare anyone away no it's it's it's, it really is right in the sweet spot and and for me it's refreshing to taste uh a pale ale like this that's just like just perfectly you know um it's like old school but not you know, like a modern take on old school. I sound that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, like not, not but it's crazy true. Thing I've it's ever true. Said, but it's true. It fits. Yeah, yeah. You no know? crazy malt body. It's not crazy heavy. For me, what I mean by old school is it's like back in the early days of me drinking good beer, uh, grabbing a Sierra Nevada. You know, uh, Cascade. Uh, uh, yeah, like yeah. there it is, yeah. right? Uh, but uh, but it's a really refreshing take on that. Yeah, I mean, they're all really good sessionable beers. I mean, they're perfect for the atmosphere of axe throwing, playing <laughs> yeah, pool, right. like exactly, hanging out, right. playing hanging darts, out and having beer. But right. yeah. hanging right. out and doing sporty kind of things. And you can have a couple beers yeah. at six and a half percent. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that was cool with this, with Cascade Falls, um, I mean, we're in a gigantic space compared to most startup breweries. We're in almost 16,000 square feet. And our founder, Adam Carton, comes to me and was like, we're going to open a bike shop. And I blow him off. I'm like, this, this idea will pass. <laughs> and uh, little do I know, one of his really good friends owns Patapsco Bikes in Mount Airy. Uh, so we opened up, he opened up a repair shop um, in a small piece of the brewery. So when we come up with Cascade Falls, Cascade Falls uh, is a mountain bike trail and falls at Patapsco Park out here in Howard County. Um, so uh, we actually just threw an event for friends of Patapsco State Park who does all the trail maintenance for them. Nice. Um, it's a great state park, by the yeah, way. And it was, yeah, it was yeah, it was perfect. Really it was a no-brainer. Like we have a bike shop in the brewery, um, so we reached out to our artist Daniel Govar, who draws for Marvel, and he quickly turned around renderings for what is Cascade Falls. Yeah, and uh, supposedly the owner of the bike shop, um, Donald, he says that he is the guy on the on the can of Cascade Falls. <laughs> I, I haven't that hasn't been confirmed to me, but. But uh, I'll throw that out there. And he 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 runs a bike shop here at the brewery. So come say hi. Can you tell us a little bit more about the artist and the art? Because you have some amazing artwork for your different beers. Yeah, I mean, we kind of lucked into it. So when when we all first started jumping on board with, you know, this wild ride, 
we uh, we were package only when we first started. So it was easy because we didn't need art. This is what we're going to call it and go sell it. And uh, so, I mean, at that point. You don't put labels on kegs. Right? No. Yeah. Yeah. There's no pictures. On, I, on I stamp a homes. generic keg collar on it and send it out the door. <laughs> the best kind of beer is sold beer, Tiff. Yeah. Um, so uh, our, our sales rep, Dave, uh, I've known for 30 years. One of uh, his high school buddies uh, draws professionally for Marvel. And he comes to me and was like, I got this guy who lives in Florida. He draws for Marvel. Maybe he'd want to draw for us. And I laughed in his face. <laughs> I'm like, this guy draws professionally for Marvel. Like, <laughs> we're not doing Marvel. 500 barrels a year. <laughs> like, first of all, we can't afford him. Second of all, why would he want to work with us? And then, like many times, he goes, oh, he's never drawn for a brewery. He's super interested. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Daniel Govar does all of our art currently. Sweet. I want to pivot off of that into uh one of the one of your flagship beers that you that you that you have available all the time called action figures um which just fits in really nicely <laughs> with the marvel concept but it also ties into the reckless and it talk also ties into uh the guy who founded this place adam not adam my cohort on the show but uh your founder, i wish yeah. adam carton adam carton Tell us a little bit about Adam because so, it fits into the whole thing. But then, but then let's talk a little bit about the actual beer action. Beer. Yeah, we love him. He's a he's a pretty eccentric guy. Um, I mean, he was a gymnast through college, you know, growing up and through college, like two time All American at Penn State. His uh, actually the space we're currently in is the gymnastic gym that he grew up training in. Um, which okay, is, that's just weird. It's yeah, super yeah, weird. It really is. <laughs> like uh, behind the brew house, there's still these like really 80s colored lines down the wall <laughs> where it never got repainted when we took over um and he was like a two-time all-state yeah, sure yeah. two-time yeah, all uh, na- national champion i haven't i never verified that but i believe that people we'll call we'll call that. guinness and look <laughs> we'll call the ncaa we have i believe contacts. him he, yeah. Right, right. um yeah so he gets into the restaurant business and uh you know obviously grows and becomes successful uh deep in his heart he's pretty hardcore adrenaline junkie um, so racing super bikes and then as he gets older, gets into motocross. So what's he do? Builds a motocross course at his house. So, <laughs> you know, as we started, we first started this with our previous brewer, like coming up with beer names, what, you know, I want to name an action figures. I'm like, what's it mean? Like right. it needs to mean something. So Travis Pastrana is like the godfather of motocross. Mm-hmm. Uh, his movie is action figures. There you go. Um, so the can is, uh, is a G.I. Joe on a dirt bike with some explosions shooting a gun. Like, it's pretty much Adam in a nutshell. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. We'll take yeah. a picture of it and put it in the show notes. But, man, it is uh, it is action figures. And, and it looks just like, I swear to God, it looks just like a 1970s comic book cover. It does. It does. It does. I mean, that's the kind of place we that we really, we're really lucky to have Daniel Govar. Like, an, art, an artwork like that, like, who better to draw it than the guy who draws comics? Draws like, comics, yeah. yeah. It it just it's it's this, gorgeous. This beer has taken drastic changes for the better since Tim got here. I'll let Tim talk about that a little bit. Oh, it's been um, it's been a fun beer to brew. When I had a chance, uh, kind of revamp uh, action figures. You know, describe it's American Pale Ale. So right. I'm thinking, you know, you think American Pale Ale. You know, other than obviously the Godfather, Sierra Nevada. You know, I'm thinking light. Easy drinking, happy, full flavor, but, you know, crushable. So the action figures is kind of my take on that. 
beer having. That being said, um, I'm proud that all the malt in this beer is actually grown as local as we can possibly call local. Um, I can't prove if it's Delaware or Maryland, but I'm going to say Maryland. This this, this malt, base malt in action figures. Yeah, I is, think either is, one is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. either or. It's, 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 it's cool, but yeah, it's uh, this malt is grown. Proximity malt. Out of, uh, we they have a few mall houses, but we get ours out of Delaware. And I've, I've been told that the farmers that comes from farms in Maryland and Delaware. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that and pleased about that. Just stay as local as possible. And turn over this good, easy to drink into pale ale. I mean, too, I think that's like, I mean, with the, I mean, you know, Adam, I grew up here. Our sales rep grew up here. Adam grew up here. Like, it's cool to be able to buy raw ingredients, you know, from, being local like and we have hop farms here but let's be honest like the pacific northwest runs the game right in hops and you know unfortunately we're in the central mid-atlantic um so you know we'll <laughs> not take the hop do. capital of the <laughs> yeah. world saltwater taffy is pretty good you ever think of a saltwater taffy beer uh, just in no, no. saltwater <laughs> taffy goza really oh man tim i already sold it so get started <laughs> oh, here we go here we go again so, so it works Right. So exactly how it happens. The best know. beer is <laughs> sold beer. And if you see it on shelves, it happened here <laughs> on the DC Beer Show. Right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the future, man. The tap room that we're in, which is again one of the most interesting, fun, like it's, it's the kind of place that you just want to be like, you know, even if there wasn't beer here, <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could come and spend an afternoon here and have a blast. But there is beer here, which makes it even better. Um, but like, when's this place open into the public, and and what's happening after that? You know, that's in, that's you know, it was open to the public two months ago. You know, so <laughs> your guess your guess is as good as mine on that. Hopefully, sooner and later. You know, I everyone I, everyone I talk to says, oh, you know, Howard County works well, but they work slow. You know, so we're waiting and waiting. So it's the, so it's the county that you're waiting on um, yeah. licenses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll get it. Yeah, of course. Of course come. Um, it's it's kind of cool. Better. It's kind of cool because um, you know, take pictures. You guys, obviously, awesome pleasure having you guys here. Always welcome. But I, I guarantee you, you come in a year from now, it's going to be different. Yeah, it really I'm is. Sure. There's just going to be stuff hanging from the ceiling. We're going to run out of room. It will be hanging stuff coming through the walls. It's gonna, it's going to be you know. At, there's at, a lot of there's still at, a lot of room at, in this space. Adam's a cool Don't guy. Don't give to Adam any ideas, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. What we really need it's is full. trapeze. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's in the back. Trampoline. Of I've, I've heard crazier ideas. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a wolf pack in here. I'm telling you, it's gonna be oh, it's man. gonna be interesting. Speaking of wolf pack, I just have to say Adam has a great dog. We met him earlier. We met the dog, and the dog is like a Oh, radar! Yeah, like, radar. Is, that, is the dog's name yeah. radar? Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Dog no. is like three and a half foot tall. <laughs> no, while radar's that big, he's like a seven and a half month old German Shepherd. Wow, <laughs> he's wow. gigantic. He's he's enormous. I had a I I once had the pleasure of of having a European Wolf Hound awesome. uh, German Shepherd, and 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 that was a big, big, big dog, and and that dog was is the closest I've ever seen. Gorgeous dog. But anyway. I digress. <laughs> we were talking about the future. Right. What about the future of the brewing? Um, you know, all seltzers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, I want to see if I can make one. I want to do one soon. And he's actually telling me no, no. And I was no, no at first. I'm like, I'm not. Ne and I can honestly say, anyone listening, I've never sipped a, a hard seltzer in my life. I've refused. I, I can honestly say that. 
May God strike lightning down on me. <laughs> I never even sip. I want to try to make one. This summer we'll go to Dave's pool <laughs> and you can sip on seltzer. Yeah, you should you should talk to Robert Rodriguez at yeah. uh, DC Brow. They just uh, put out some seltzers. I was talking yeah, to him the other night and he was like he was like I was against this and, yeah. like, and then he tried them. He did it and he tried them and he was like this is actually kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to you know I just love the challenge of making it. Um, yeah, honestly, so you know I've talked to some brewer friends, you know, who've done it and, and just it's, it seems like it'd be pretty easy. Seems like it would be. Seems yeah, like it. So I want to see if I can do it. But, uh, you know, so, it, and honestly, I think it helped to tap on with Mike. You know, he gets he gets people coming in here. This is a brewery. Right. Is now we get these office parties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't drink beer. Uh, do, do you have wine? Oh, all we have is beer, you know. So uh, it would be, le- be nice to get a different option for people. That's- <laughs> all right. So, so we got seltzer coming. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, like, no. No. is it or, is it already that was, sold? That was kind of a joke. It's <laughs> not it sold. sold? <laughs> uh, well, where's my phone? Uh, let me send some texts. We'll see what can happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, next year, I mean, where uh, Lustrous Buddha will come out in some different variants next year, which is our hazy New England style IPA. I love that one. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we got one coming in January with uh, you know big double dry up at El Dorado, and then. Uh, we're looking at the goal will be monthly releases of something different. Okay. So um, almost quarterly. So you'll get a version of Buddha. You'll get a double IPA. Um, and then we're about to start playing around um, on the on the baby system with with some shelf stable sours. Um, I mean, the over fruited, crazy thick. That's cool. But it's a time bomb. So, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of the right mix of the two. Cool. We, we have some good ideas. Uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, uh, coming your way. All right. Well, uh, this is, of course, the DC Beer Show, and means that we generally focus on the DMV in the area. But um, it, you guys started out as a production brewery, so your beer is available to people in a lot of different places. Maybe not every place that people are listening to this, but places that aren't necessarily that far from where they are. So tell us where people can get. Sure. Uh, these beers we've been talking about in Reckless L1. Yeah, so I mean, we've steadily added distribution throughout, you know, the, the time we've been doing this big beer game. And uh, we were very fortunate. We just partnered up, partnered up with Buck Distributing back in September. Um, so they brought us essentially the whole middle part of the state, 10 counties, um, which is a, a huge footprint to, to gain. Uh, so at that point, we have we have distribution in the entire state. All the way of through, Maryland. like Easton of Maryland. So your DC beer guys, Moco is a hop. Montgomery County is a hop, skip, and a jump. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and we're in Montgomery County. Great, excellent. And and when we when you say like, are you available? I know you're available in in like bars and restaurants and and, and on tap. Uh, but you also have canning uh program here. Uh, so there are places that people can buy. Reckless Ale works in cans uh, across across the state of Maryland. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're fortunate enough that when we started looking at contract canning, uh, I mean, I could put that in front of in front of Adam, and he was like, "Well, this doesn't make any sense." Yeah. Um, so uh, we purchased American Made uh, Canning Line. Yeah, out of Lincoln, right. Nebraska. We talked about that earlier. Uh, I'm proud uh, of Abe that from Lincoln, yeah, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska, American Made. Um, so we, you know, we do can on site. So hopefully, it's in a. At a liquor store, them. If not, you should ask because they can bring it in. Definitely should ask. Well, uh, I got it in the uh, Montgomery County area. Awesome. In cans. Appreciate the support. I believe it was in Wheaton. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so this time of year, we're about to launch this illustrious Buddha Eldorado. 
um, for the next two or so months. Uh, we just put out Death Metal Diva, which is our like deep winter seasonal, um, which is one of my favorites. It's a six point six six percent. It's Death Metal Diva, <laughs> uh, coffee milk stout. Um, and from one of our sister restaurants, Chesapeake Bay Roasting Company, is two miles down the road. Um, so when it came time to brew this, I put an old recipe in front of Tim and said, "How do we want to change it?" Uh, I knew that going into it that we want to tweak the the coffee a little bit, so we went down and partnered up with yeah. them and awesome, and awesome tasted people, yeah. a ton of coffee with uh, Rick and their roastmaster Paul. Um, so then they ro- literally roasted it the morning before I picked it up. And you guys cold brew that like here, like you don't you're not pouring cold you're not cold brewing and then pouring it in, right? Yeah, like I mean traditionally guys would use whole bean, and then you saw a lot of guys go to I'll just buy a six of the cold brew, which is there's that's fine. It's the same thing essentially right. that we're doing and injected it into a bright tank. When they cold brew, they're just steeping it on cold water. So I'm like, well, why don't we just do that with the beer? Uh, I mean, for the sake of the labor of the day, we should probably do it the other way. But but no, hang- I will tell you that it made a difference. I mean, when I tasted it, Adam, uh, if you listen to this podcast a lot. You know that Adam is not a huge fan of coffee. That's for sure. Um, and what he doesn't like is as much as Adam likes the bitter in beer, he doesn't like the bitter in coffee, right? That's for correct. Right. So this beer, um, I'm a big coffee drinker. And I like coffee. And I think coffee has some amazing complex flavors. You guys managed the way you did this by, by, by basically steeping in the tank. Um, you got the perfect flavor of coffee without any of the bitter. Like the bitter that's in the beer comes from what you want bitter to come from awesome. in the beer, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's the hops. Um, yeah. But the flat flavor of coffee, it was almost yeah. candy-like, the flavor of that's coffee awesome. you managed yeah, yeah. to make. And like doing that, that's one of the labor I loves. You know, we put the beer on the coffee, and, you know, it's all, and it's all timed out. And after, uh, you know, the minimum, we actually go, I, I'll try the beer every half hour. Right. And Zach, there, I think we're there, and I call Zach over, Zach, We'll try it every 15 minutes, and we, we give both give the thumbs up. That's the sweet spot. And then, yeah, you right, found the then, sweet spot, and man. Then it's all hands on deck. We got to empty the tank now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what I say. Like to be blunt, like this is one of my favorite beers we produce all year. It sucks. Like it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. Because like, that moment, as soon as you both give the thumbs up, it's like okay, yeah. everybody work. I mean, now. I, exactly, like, I mean, you exactly you make a cup of coffee at home. You're dealing with some teaspoons. Like we're dealing with 50 pounds of coffee. Essentially making it into tea bags yeah. to hang into a bright tank. Like, and then literally, like, there's no stopping. Like, well, we finished the canning run. Let's kick it out tomorrow. Like, nope. We're done. <laughs> you got to get it we're off done the we're done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, if we would have left it on the coffee, that's when you would have gotten those acrid notes mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have wanted in it. Like, you know, the coffee explodes off the nose. I think it's awesome to be able to pair with somebody local like that, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. like, this was a brand new coffee to them. I don't even think they were selling it yet. It's called Colombian Tatama. Um, and, it, like, I'm already excited next year about looking for a coffee that we want to feature in it next year. Like, Well, I can say as someone who doesn't like coffee, I really liked cool. the stout. We're shooting next Thanks, year to Adam. put out a, a beer that we played around with on the Little System called a Morning Grind, which was an American blonde Asian whole bean coffee. So, like bright yellow almost the color to your cascade falls but i mean the amount of roast that jumped off yeah. this beer well, in also, a cup was insane yeah it was their boaters blend and mm. we're, we're gonna look to can that you know midsummer 
Um, I don't know if you'll love that one with the coffee in it, but it's uh, it's awesome. All right. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to make sure we hit on before I pull us into a close? Just uh, you know, shout out to our um, Keith and Ryan, our, our restaurant managers. Keep mm-hmm. selling the beer, doing a good job. Audra, our bookkeeper. Olivia, our marketing manager. Excellent. What about your lawyer who wrote the great waiver? <laughs> well, nobody, nobody's tested that waiver yet, so <laughs> I'll get back good, to you on that. If you get a good attorney, you might beat that. No, I'm just, I didn't say that. <laughs> I could cut that. I don't know. Uh, no, no, you guys yeah. are, hey, thanks for coming, man. You guys are always welcome as we grow. We'd love, oh, to, love to get feedback. You know, that's the best. The best thing is feedback, good or bad. Let us know. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Well, yeah. that was Tim Mason. Uh, Zach Price, thank you for being here with us uh, at Reckless Ale Works in Columbia, Maryland. Um, man, you got to let us know as soon as people can just show up here. And I will tell everybody listening to this podcast, uh, keep an eye out for, for, for these guys. Look for their beers uh, whenever you're in Maryland drinking beer. This is some really great stuff. It's, it's what you're doing, Tim, with 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 flavors like and and sort of nailing every everything you're trying to go for is really really great. And also this tap room, like come on up here because I want to throw some axes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Drink some beer and throw some axes. <laughs> right? Definitely. Also, we didn't even talk about the throne, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna leave uh, that like yeah. hanging. That's we'll like talk about that off, off. There's off, a throne off, here. Yeah, There's we we can't throne. talk about that. You don't want to hear about that on there. All right, we're not going. We're not going there. But uh, <laughs> for you, for you homebrewers, it's right near Maryland homebrew. Yes, that's yes. actually a really good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go up to Maryland homebrew, like like this, just is stop by here to grab a beer when when they open when they're open. I mean, if you do go to Maryland Homebrew, our sister restaurant, Frisco Tap House next door, has all of our beers on tap. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. They're just they're just next door. All right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks so much for joining us on the D.C. Beer Show. Thanks for listening. If you have any ideas of breweries or topics you want us to cover on the show, just reach out to us at D.C. Beer on all the social medias. Uh, if there's anything you want us to write about at DCBeer.com, you can communicate with us there. You can talk to us at editor at dcbeer.com. And remember, always drink great beer.